Welcome, everybody. Thank you for listening to Two in the Cooler. If you don't already, for some wacky, crazy reason, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Two in the Cooler, and check out our YouTube page. We've got clips from every episode going up there each week. It's a lot of great content just for you. And following us on social media is the only way that you can vote in the Who Would Win of the Week polls that we do every week. And you want to be a part of that. You want to have your voices heard. So be sure to follow us, subscribe, all that jazz. And, of course, it would be greatly appreciated. Share the show. Just share the show. Just say, hey, Tune Cooler. You got to check it out. It's, it's a wonderful podcast. You know, you say, oh, I love it so much. You know, it's great. You got... Uh, Andy, who's just incredible, and, and he's so handsome. That's why I watch it on YouTube. And then there's that other guy who's also on there that's pretty good. Um, uh, name starts with an M. Can't quite recall it right now. Um, but be sure to uh, spread spread the podcast. Uh, share it with the people you love. That is huge for us. That's I mean, that's how podcasts grow. You know, it's just people, people talking to people, grassroots movements, man. That's what we're doing here. So thank you uh, to everybody who's already done that. And, of course, subscribe and rate the podcast on iTunes. That's a big deal for podcasts. So thank you if you've done that already, and please uh, look into that if you haven't yet. This episode of Two in the Cooler comes to you in affiliation with Instacart. 2021, folks. And you need to be using Instacart. Don't be a fart. Use Instacart. That's, that is the slogan that they told me to say. I did not come up with that. I did not write it. They said to me, they said, Andrew, don't be a fart. Use Instacart. That has tested very well with people. And we need you to start saying it on the podcast more. So I said, okay. I mean, you know, you guys, you guys are the boss. You guys are, you know, helping, helping pay the bills. So we'll just do what we do. I will say about Instacart, why it's so great. You can have some of your favorite local products from some of your favorite local stores delivered right to your door in as little as one hour. You have so much stuff to do around the house, and then you have to remember to go to the grocery store? Absolutely not. Also, the grocery store, uh, look, I'm going to pass because I don't want to run into people I know. I don't want to, people with carts are, are maniacs. It's worse than driving on the roads. I don't want to deal with that, so just use Instacart, and the best part is two in the cooler listeners, listeners get $35, get free delivery. Two in the cooler listeners get free delivery, folks, on their first order of $35 or more. Just use the link in the show notes to get that deal. Thanks for listening, everybody. Here's the episode. Go Bills. Warning. Content warning. We are not a sports podcast. We are a lifestyle podcast. Sports just happen to be a big part of our lives right now. Right. That's the content warning. Obviously. There's obviously a lot to address. There's obviously a lot to address. We're not going there yet. We're starting somewhere else. I like it. A new one-time segment that involves Andrew and only Andrew being on the hot seat. He has to give us sports takes. Okay, I like that. So. Get my chapstick on. We've obviously discussed the Brooklyn Nets on this podcast in the past. Oh boy. Have you seen I mean you've been busy all day. Have you seen anything? No. What is there news? Is there news from the This from the is even life? better. This is what oh, I was no. hoping 
for because I cannot, I want, I wanted an off, this is why I said to Andrew when we hopped on the podcast, I don't want to talk about anything else before we start this podcast, I want to start it because I had a weird feeling that you might not have seen this and I am damn excited to get a true 100% expression. The Brooklyn Nets, so I don't, I mean, I'm not a big basketball guy, I don't know if it's 100% confirmed or if it's in the works, but everything that I've seen, there's already graphics and shit out there talking about, who. I'll get there. James Harden, the newest member of the Brooklyn Nets. I've heard about this. I've heard about this. Um, this what there were rumors about this preseason that okay. this this was going to go down. Um, well, yeah, I guess. I mean, I, I guess I don't know exactly, but I guess he made some comments last night in Houston about some other players on his team. Maybe really? maybe that was the last straw. But I mean. Even as somebody who's not a big fan of the NBA, I know James Harden. I know who he is on the court, and you know who he's off the court, and you know what's kind of been going on in his the saga that is James James Harden's life right now. So he gets added to the Brooklyn Nets. I have a take on this. I want to hear what you have to say. Okay, so like I said, I haven't seen anything. I haven't been on my phone at all today, so I don't know what the deal is if that's true but yeah i remember hearing rumors you know rumors that he wanted to go there in the preseason and the thing about you know kd and james harden they played together in okc way back when but they were both different players back then harden i would say especially was uh, was a different player and was certainly in the eyes of the league a different caliber player um than he is now and he is incredibly ball centric that guy is super used to having the ball in his hands now he has to know that going to the nets that's not going to be the case for a couple reasons number one obviously you've got Kyrie and KD Kyrie can control the game very well, so he's going to have to have the ball a lot for sure. And KD is a fucking scoring machine, so you have that. Um, so he he has to know that going in, that he is probably not the, you know, he's not going to be the first option. Uh, and the second thing to consider in that is that, as I've been saying, the Nets are 12 deep. They're 11 deep right now because of Dinwiddie and his uh, and his injury, his ACL injury. But they're still 11 so deep as a I, team. So I looked up the trade. It was so I'll tell you who it is. Oh no! So James Harden for um, Victor Oladipo. Victor Oladipo. Victor Oladipo. And well, sure, whatever the hell his name is. And Karis Levert. Fuck, I knew they were going to take Levert. You know what? Good for good for Karis Levert, but fuck, I'm mad that we lost him because that guy's okay, a phenomenal so, player. Okay, so that's – I didn't know – I mean, I, I assumed fuck that it was, it was big money going the other way too for a player like James Harden, even with his issues. So I'll give you my take on it. And this okay. is my take – this is my sports fan take. All right. I don't – I don't – I'm clear that I don't like the NBA. I don't like the way that the league operates. I don't like the way that these superstars just pick and choose where they want to play and and are willing to kind of disrespect the people that they once played with, whatever. That's just a personal thing. That's just a personal preference of mine. But to me, 
it seems like the the Nets have a good understanding of how this league operates, and they know that there's no guarantee that no matter how talented your team is one year, that those same talented guys are going to be there the next year. So I think that they are looking at, we haven't had a lot of success in the past. We have a team built for success right now. The chances are of somebody leaving, I feel like, after the season are high. So why not go all in regardless of the other factors and just try to win one now? Because the only way you're going to compete with those big teams is to have, I don't know, is do you think that that's a potential way to look at this trade and James Harden going to Brooklyn? Or are you still overly concerned with, the impact that it'll have on the locker room maybe, especially because, like you said, James Harden, ball-centric guy. And you would often assume that most of these big-time professional athletes have an understanding that, okay, I'm going here, I might not be the number one guy. But at the same time, I feel like when you hear stories about a guy like James Harden, that ego does come into play. So do you think that he's going in there thinking, like they say they already have their guy, but they don't even know what I could do? So now I don't let me know. add on I that because as I'm saying it, I there actually could just, be uh, there could be a positive okay. that if he was going to go in there, if he was going to go in there and work hard enough to like make you know what I mean to be to become their number one guy. I mean, obviously you can't look at that as a negative, but if he is going there expecting it, then then I think that that could cause a problem. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not a Nets fan. I'm not. I'm not an NBA fan. I just. I saw this on Twitter just not even two, like two hours ago, and I was really excited to get your take. I actually reached out to my basketball guy. He's not even a basketball guy, but he's a, he's a 76ers fan. He knows more about just, I guess, the overall NBA than I do because, again, don't like the league. I'll say it a thousand times. Um, and... He, you know, he was kind of like, well, there was a time where I would, I would have given up just about everything to have James Harden on my team. He also, though, said that does does the general NBA like general NBA fans do they hate Kyrie? Like, is Kyrie a hated person? I don't think so. I mean, I've never hated oh. him. I always liked Kyrie okay. a lot. Interesting, because he had some take. He was not. He didn't appear to be a big Kyrie fan. I didn't know if that was a general consensus. He said that not for me. He said that people would people would be on board with my take if I came out firing about Kyrie. Oh really? And I trust his opinion, but I would also I also just don't know basketball enough to start spitting super super hot takes. I don't know. I'll do that in football and hockey, and that that's coming up next. But um, okay. Yeah. So James it's... Harden, we don't know. We're gonna have to see how it plays out. Mm-hmm. That's that's okay. Yeah, we're gonna have to see what happens. I guess I could have. I think up. you I have guess to. I yeah, you have to. Um, Kyrie's role as a scorer is gonna go down, so, and he's so, gonna become so, mostly a playmaker. Well, mm-hmm. all three of those guys. Well, okay, sorry. Uh, and then of course, so man, it's gonna. Yeah, we'll have to see what happens, but I I do think that Harden. You can't just go on like he like he has to know what he's going to sort of be a part so you're of thinking that he's he, not he, always going to have to so have it in his hand. Make or break call right now. Does he make them better or worse? I guess in the short term, I would say he adds to the team. 
So if he's just here for the remainder of this season, you say better. <clears throat> yeah. But the thing about Harden that we should also say is I don't know if you've seen him recently, but I don't he's know if it's boy. the quarantine or what, but Harden has gotten chunky. Yeah. The guy's a big yeah, boy. He's a big boy now. He's, he's a big boy. He's a tick. But he can still step back. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. So that's, he's I got, guess that's yeah. all that matters. All right. Okay. So all three of them you would say would that's be in the starting wild. lineup then? Like they'll be on oh, the yeah. court together, hopefully getting some chemistry. Some yeah. Kemi going? Okay. Um, now we move on to address, obviously, I mean, if you're watching this from a visual standpoint, you see Andy's got the apparel. I've got the apparel. Andy's got more apparel. That's right. I didn't come here's what I'm, that much here's apparel, what I'm but I got say. apparel on my goddamn walls. There you go. Only, you only Bill's gear on the podcast for the remainder of the season. That's my rule. So okay. you're probably going to see this no. outfit every single episode. <laughs> um, except yeah. for, uh, you know, as opposed to the three outfits that I usually just interchange <laughs> week to week. I was going to say, I uh, I think I could outlast you on Bill's Apparel, but yeah, <sighs> we don't have to get into everything about this game, right? Like I said, we're right. not a sports podcast. We're just a, a lifestyle. You know, this, this these teams are a part of us, and that's why we talk about them. And if you're a team of – if you're a fan of our team – then enjoy our takes or, I don't know, be miserable while we talk about this. But we have to talk about the Buffalo Bills. We're from Buffalo. We're Bills fans. The whole city's talking about the Bills. It it wouldn't even be right for us to come on this podcast and not just kind of talk about. So they beat the Colts in dramatic fashion, heart-racing, stressful fashion. And now we move on to the Baltimore Ravens coming into Buffalo, 8.15 p.m. on a Saturday night. It's going to be cold. It's supposed to snow during the game. We're talking about playoff playoff football here, baby. Mm-hmm. There ain't nothing better. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, come on. The only thing I want to get into from the last game is that is the fumble call at the end of the game. And a big part of me was trying to come into this podcast and say, and say, don't let yourself get distracted. It doesn't matter. Don't let yourself bring that up. It doesn't matter. But guess what? I don't care because I'm a sports fan, and it's not fun to be like a vi- like a dedicated sports fan if you can't just bitch about anything, right? And sure. so you have to just you like, like voting for president. It has to be addressed. Exactly. You had like you like. We're almost at a time, and this is a horrible thing to say, but like, where the passion for some of these things almost comes from still like being able to complain about it, right? Like it gets you, it boils your blood a little bit. It's interesting. If you're the NFL, you watch it, you worked it, you probably saw more camera angles than the goddamn rest of us. Because the game was on CBS, so you knew what was yeah. happening behind the scenes. I mean, not really. How do you? I know, but like you were watching. But I'm not yeah, saying, but I. Mean, I really, but you were bit. watching it. Yeah. How do they fuck off that bad and mess up that call? Do you know? Like, what is? Because I haven't heard one single person say. Yeah. That that they made the right call. I think that, yeah, that's a, that's a thing. I mean, when they cut to the fella, you know, in New York or whatever, the the, yeah, the expert, rules expert, yeah, yeah, 
usually whatever he says flies. Is wrong. No, usually no, whatever he says wrong. is like the rules expert is always wrong. But in this case he wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't in this case. I don't case. mean okay, so let me rephrase. Okay. The rules expert isn't always wrong, but whatever the rules expert says is the opposite of what's going to happen on the field. And this is like this is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. I watched six there was six football games this past weekend. I watched six football games. Maybe they're just and doing it to spite him then. The calls like that are being made are just I mean, I could sit here and complain all day about the delay game shit, the play clock shit. That drives me crazy. But I've come to the point that I've talked to enough people from other walks of life and are fans of other teams where they say, like, that shit happens. Like, because the way that the ref has to watch the ball and the clock at the same time, they get almost two full seconds, it looks like, these days of, like, reasonable doubt, right? Which I don't understand how that – I'm just now noticing that. Like, I don't think that was ever how it was. Like, I, But either way, it is how it is now. So I'm not even going to bitch about that. I'm just going to expect it going forward. If I see the play clock hit zero and the yellow flag doesn't come out, I'm not even going to bitch about it because whatever. If it goes one way, both ways. If it's, it's happening all over the board, whatever. But this fumble call, the, the problem is it's, it's it, because it's, it wasn't called correctly, it becomes – a play that was would have was so underrated to begin with that now it just doesn't even exist. You watch Jordan Poyer, a guy who has just been consistently getting snubbed from the Pro Bowl since he's been a Buffalo Bill. He's been outstanding. Yeah, he's an excellent player. Top safety in the league. He he's been all over the field. He makes plays. Whatever. This play happens, right? I don't even remember the guy. It was uh, fuck. His name starts with a T. Can't think of it off the top of my head. Receiver for the Colts, catches the ball, goes to the ground. Good catch, right? But he's not touched. Like, he, he he's not down by contact. So he goes to get up to try to continue to extend the play because it's late in the game. They're looking for any yards they can get. So Jordan Poyer makes a split-second decision in his head. Just one of those freak athlete like calls that you just could never make if you weren't that person and he sees this happening he's like holy shit this guy's about to get up but he's still surrounded by two of us he's not going to get away let's let him get up and see if we can take this football and Jordan Poyer does exactly that he waits for almost the exact second for him to get off the ground before he even puts that hand on his back right and he just rips that football right out it's a great football play as a high IQ football play that is a great play it was the right play call on the field should have been a fumble or it should have got overturned I'm sorry it's I mean it's difficult for a ref in real time to make that call but once you go to booth review and I'm sitting in Florida watching this game on what I was calling like it was like 480p like it wasn't the clearest screen I've ever watched a football game wasn't a preferred clearedness I should say. And I could see from the right angle, like when you're looking at it from when you're looking down at the at the end zone, you can see perfectly the space between Poyer's hand and his back, and you can watch that knee pop up, and then Poyer makes a play. How do you fuck this up, Andy? I think that you know what it it uh reminds me of? I think that it's just they you know, if you're a ref, you know, nobody likes you. So it reminds me of like, I just think that 
they are trying to stick together kind of as refs because but like there's so much animosity towards them and when that happens it's like we gotta you know these guys are crazy we gotta look out for each other so I think that that clouds their vision in a sense that when one of them makes a call even if it's not the right call they can often be reluctant to overturn it because they feel you know like like fuck like fuck these guys like I make the rules you know the rules are whatever I want them to be you know what I mean yeah yeah so I think I, I think, just but especially, you see maybe it... even especially when it's a call like that that's a big call and so obvious when you see it in the replay that they're like oh boy we can't go around Saying that our guys my, fuck stuff up like this, you know, so badly, we gotta but just. My thing is, is go like, for it on this one. I under, I understand like the mentality of not wanting to make a call that's going to change the outcome of a game, but that's a situation where by not making that call, by not making the right call, I mean you could like you could you could see you know, you could see the Colts moving on right now instead of the Bills, right? Like yeah. it, it was that close of a call, like. That's 30 seconds left in a football game. Possession should change. The game should be over or whatever, however much. It was a minute left. I don't know. And then the NFL officiating PR Twitter tweets out that it's the right call. Like, fuck you. Ah, uh, they don't know. I would rather you just tweet nothing. Yeah, don't tweet anything in that situation. What are you, fucking crazy? Just yeah, who be cares? quiet. It, it, like, don't tweet. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, just eat. You know what I mean? Like, eat the chirps eat whatever you got to eat because it didn't affect the game thank god yeah thankfully it just only makes me more nervous for next week because you just never know when you're gonna see a call that's gonna change the game i watch it fuck dude i can't even think of it actually might have been the titans ravens game there was another call and it was late in the game there was like two minutes left or whatever and i don't i don't know was the titans ravens game right on right after the bills game uh, I think so. But either way, no whatever idea. it was, no, the Rams game was. Okay, either way, I'm getting sidetracked. I think it was the Titans Ravens game. Whatever game it was, team that's down has the football, driving, not very much time left in the game. And no, it was the Washington football team versus the Tampa Bay Bucks. That's what game it was. Washington football team has the ball. They're driving. Late in the game. Down by a score. Completed pass on second and ten. And they rule it. Or, no, it wasn't even. It was like a completed pass. Whatever it was. It was like second and seven or something like that. So, completed pass, second and seven. Running back catches the ball in the flat. Takes two strides, ball gets punched out, ball rolls out of bounds. So, ball goes then back to the spot of the fumble, still Washington ball. Blue beanbag on the ground, on the field. The ref that was, the official that was closest to it, deems it a, a catch and a fumble. Another guy comes sprinting up the sideline, runs over, tells that guy, no, incomplete pass. 
He never had possession of the ball. And you're inside of two minutes. Washington has no timeouts. So you can't review this play. But when you go back and watch it on the replay, it's so clear that it was a catch and a fumble. To me. I, to me. Right? Nobody mm-hmm. knows the real rules. But that's how it looks to me. So then you go from what would be like third and four to it stays third and seven. And then on third down, sack fourth and like 11 or something like that the game's over they don't pick it up but that's a play where you go from having a third and four to what ends up turning into a fourth and 11 because of the wrong call by a ref and that is a play that people might not say that changes the game but that changes the game to me of course you don't know if the the washington you don't know if washington's going to go down and score or not but you have to at least give them the chance and the fact that one official that's right there makes the call and another guy i mean he was on the same sideline, so maybe he thought he had a better vantage point of the ball down the field. I feel like you cannot make that call. Like, I don't know. But I, I guess it all comes back to the same thing. It's like, make when, uh, you can, I know. You have sometimes to, you have it's to the wrong fix one, something. You know? All right. But Fuck, that's, so the that's NFL's on my shit list now, too. You know, um, but I still love football. At uh, You know, that's uh, this sort of thing is always going to happen. Always. You know, there ne- there's never going to be a perfect system, I think. There's always going to be human error. Even if they do it, even if they were to do it with robots, I feel like people would still be like, it's not calibrated or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, like, there's a big debate in sports is, like, if you, t- if you made it all like that, like, does that take out human error, which mm-hmm. is a true part of the game? And my answer to that would be, it would yes, change if the game. you – yeah, went completely robotic. It would change the game because you take out all human error, and that's not how sports have ever worked. It changes the old timey view of like you know true passionate pure sports fans. They don't. So I right. get that. But my problem is, why do you get to pick and choose when you get to watch it in super slow mo, four K, eight K HD, and when you can just I like I I feel like they overanalyze calls that in the regular season and then you get to the playoffs and all of a sudden they just start getting everything wrong. I don't, I don't know. know. The other thing is it's playoff football. All the games are going to be watched by a lot of people. You don't want any blowouts. You know what I mean? Wink, wink. Yeah. Could have something to do with it. I don't know. <laughs> but that what? I mean, I don't know. It's just, um, I don't know. I, I have no answer. So the last thing I wanted to say was just, and I, I already ran out of juice to get into this, and we've been talking about sports for the first 25 minutes of this podcast. But NHL starts today. Well, for you guys, it would be yesterday. But we're recording on Wednesday. NHL starts today. Full NHL slate of games. Sabres play tomorrow. I'm just thankful that I can watch hockey again because I'd God damn, I love it. The World Juniors gave me a quick taste, and now I'm all in. All right. Moving on from sports. I don't even know what else is going on in the world. My Honestly, the only thing I've looked at today has been NHL content, and James Harden happened to slip through the cracks. That's um, wild. I'm going to have to look into it. I don't know what's going on out there. I actually do have a story. Okay. Lay it down. That has nothing to do with sports. Okay. Um. <laughs> so, last week, recorded from Florida. So yeah. I got home. So 
I got home on Sunday or Monday. I don't remember when I got home. But either way, the rule was New York State, you know, they did this thing where as you have to – in order to have no quarantine, like whatever, they wanted you to get tested the day before you, like, flew back into New York State and then get tested 72 hours after returning home. Two negative tests and you're free to go. So – not that I think people should listen to that because I don't not that you should be ignorant, but like it's past the point of Andrew Cuomo just having the coldest takes of all time, colder than my sports takes. So anyway, but I have to go back to hockey next week, all this shit. So I was like, I'm just going to follow the rules, make sure I don't run into any complications. So I go to get a rapid test today at a place in Niagara Falls to drive through rapid test. You drive through quick double nose swab, no big stick or anything. I mean, it's not comfortable, but it is what it is. And you drive away and they call you within the hour. So I go to get my test and I'm sitting in my car, driver window down. I'm looking straight at the boulevard and there's a whole, there's a, there's a motel on that boulevard, and it's a, it's a classic boulevard motel. You know the motels. A lot of boulevard. Yeah, if you don't know about yeah. boulevard motels uh, on yeah. Niagara Falls Boulevard, <laughs> there's a bunch of these, like, small, creepy motels. Uh, some uh, of them just... are s- motels slash used car lots, and basically uh, they're all for, um, like, pedophiles that get out of prison. So... Thanks for explaining that because let me tell you this now. Oh no. <laughs> so I'm sitting there in my car and I had turned the radio I was listening to I was listening to some sports talk radio. I turned the radio down so that I could, you know, talk to the nurse or doctor or whatever was going on, person that was apply, doing my test for me. And while they're inside and I still am sitting there with my window down, <laughs> from this motel across the street, blasting through some type of loudspeaker. I don't know what kind of loudspeaker it was, but like loud enough to where I'm in my car on the other side of the boulevard and I can hear it like I'm sitting in a room listening to the radio. Like it is blasting. And it wasn't a song. Oh no. It was, it was the video clip. Well, I don't know like what it was, but it was the, like it was the, it was the purge announcement. With the horn going off in the background, the mm-hmm. and the lady that goes like, um, the per like no like emergency yeah, something yeah. for twelve hours like long live the founding father that is ripping <laughs> as like blasting loud through the loudspeaker while I'm just sitting there trying to get my COVID test. I have never wanted to be armed so long in my life, like or like for like so bad in my life. Like I was. I was ready to, like, if a group of people storms out of that motel and looks like they mean business, I was going to start hitting them with my car. Like, I was fully prepared. <laughs> like, because, like, I was trying to go through it. I'm like, it's not like somebody was in there watching The Purge, Andrew. Like, I'm saying it was blasting. Yeah, somebody was playing this. Yeah, yeah, On yeah. purpose. Yeah, with, well, of course. And you know what? If there was any group in the area that I would think would like be doing that it'd be the the folks in those motels can you imagine though that maybe you weren't on the list for the purge and you were just in that hotel for some reason and you heard that shit i'd be like oh boy i'm in the well, wrong and, i'm in the like, wrong place so, like, i'm gonna pack I, up my bed bugs and run i went yeah 
I ran my brain through like every scenario of why that could be playing because I've heard it played like before sports games, you know, like teams use it to get amped up, sure. used as their walkout song. Andrew, this is a hotel in the middle of Niagara Falls Boulevard. There's no reasonable reason that, that should have been playing that <laughs> loudly for the whole. I, I, like, and honestly, I say it was coming from the hotel, but like I couldn't even pinpoint where it was coming from because it was so loud. It wasn't like I could hear it, but like. I was, it was definitely coming from across the street, I should say, but it could have been coming from the woods behind the mo- the motel. I don't know. There could have been people <laughs> dying back there, and I just drove away and did nothing about it. Well, what but can I don't you know. do in that situation? If the mot- you know, when the motel people rise up, there's not going to be a lot of places for us normal folks to hide. You know, they just they're going to get in there. They're going to get in their used cars, uh, you know, their their white panel vans, and just kind of just kind of have at it pick up supplies at the 7-Eleven across the street and just go to town on the city, I guess. They got, I mean, those are the guys that have nothing to lose. Imagine, especially right now, staying at one of those one of those spots during COVID. I don't know, because those places, it's amazing yeah, to see that some of them, Sorry, it's, it's that some of them are still uh, open. Because they I'm should. Take my hat off. I had just gotten it, and I didn't change the brim yet, and it was kind of pinching my forehead. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> it's just wild, those places, and uh, like it almost. I don't know. I've seen one time like cops, but like bursting in and kind of raiding like these motels. Um, one of the ones on the boulevard. I think that. I don't know. Maybe they should shut them down. But like these guys, they get out of prison. And then that's like, that's like where they go. They got no place to stay, so they go to these these like crazy, crazy, creepy motels. That you know, man, I don't know. I would, I wouldn't want to stick around there. But you kind of like, if you just drive through that that area, you kind of forget that they're that they're always there. I have no yeah, idea where man. It's a very weird. Okay, Sorry, I was. I oh, was you're switching out hats. Was, okay, uh, good. Well, because yeah, I wanted to make sure it was know, Bill's hat. That's that's right. Exactly. See, I was doing my part, and I was listening, and I agree. It's a very weird dynamic. To like just, maybe they like, should just like take them out, you know. But then, what do you do with all what the do you do with folks those that are in prison? Because they do need like somewhere to go. Like I'm sure not all of them are in fact pedophiles i've heard that most of them are but i yeah. don't know hopefully they're reformed i don't know i've never stepped foot in one of those places I don't i'm know not if saying pedophiles that can be reformed because that's like it's like a uh, disease yeah, i don't it's know it's only kind of one works. way to deal with pedophile although i you've heard like the stories about like the people that they're like stuff is caused by brain tumors have you heard that i mean I, I know only a that I watch, cases, I watch I enough Grey's Anatomy to know that brain tumors can do a bad thing to somebody. Okay, but well, yeah, that's really, a, yeah. I, you don't have to watch Grey's Anatomy to know that brain tumors are bad. But there's... Um, no, I mean, like, that they can cause, like, crazy changes in behavior and mm-hmm. stuff like that, you know? So, like, there was this guy, I've heard the story a bunch of times, that there was this guy who, he... um started to be like attracted to children and he went to the doctor and he got a scan or whatever and they were like oh you got a brain tumor i don't think he told the doctor like hey i was you know i'm looking yeah i'm looking to get at some kids um sign (laughs) sign me up for that subway foot i hope he didn't say that 
but oh, uh, <laughs> oh like uh, see i whoa but so um, now i realize that that was uh that was a what is his name jeremy that was a jerry from, from subway reference. joe jeremy well, it, that would make it a lot worse little... if his name was jeremy jeremy's What's his a name? surefire pedophile named jared oh jared so this yeah, guy went I, to the okay. doctor got the scan and they're like oh you have a tumor and so they cut the tumor out gone his like uh pedophilial nice. inclinings good gone. for that guy two Happy years later uh oh he starts to get the feeling again goes back to the doctor the tumor's growing tumor? again that's how he fucking knew which is crazy like wow. took it out yeah. what a weird what a we that's a weird yeah symptom. it's crazy it's crazy to <laughs> I hope I, you know yeah. and, to, and and just look at him now you know he uh he had a, his own private island he flew with bill clinton 26 times uh you know yeah. he's he's doing yeah, his he thing he must be reformed yeah <laughs> yeah perfect ay 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 i mean i'm trying to think of i feel like i've just weird shit's been happening like the, the purge thing for example and i'm trying yeah. to think of like in florida like where my like what I feel like I have more things to say and I just my brain is too well don't scattered. don't don't push yourself yeah don't push yourself no There's I would never fatigue of... myself not yeah. to uh yeah yeah I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry but about oh it. actually another thing I forgot to bring up is you put a really interesting photo out on our social media yesterday uh yes that is correct the um the last beer in the cooler the last beer in the cooler. So as yeah. you guys know, we've told you the two in the cooler story, how we got, got the name from our uncle. Right. Um, so we found some more good kind of reinforcement. That's kind of like just confirms that, you know, it's, it's a, this, it's a genetic thing. This uh, <laughs> two in the cooler lifestyle mentality. Um, and, one of our cousins, while cleaning out the bar that was at our grandma and grandpa's house, found a very, very old-looking beer. They had a tag on it, like a, a, hand, a tag on it with a handwritten note. And long story short, it turns out that back in 1985, one of different uncle, though, was drinking some beers with my grandfather and... He was drinking my grandpa's beer, our grandpa's beer, and there was only one left inside in the cooler, shall we say, and it was a kind of beer that my uncle didn't like. So he had some beers, excuse me, in a cooler in the back of his car, so he went around and just grabbed some of his own beers so he could keep drinking, and our grandpa said to him, like, Nope, like, this is, like, the last beer of mine you'll drink until, like, it's gone. And my uncle never drank it, and we found it, still unopened, sitting there with a handwritten note that says, has the date, 1985, Sean's last beer on it, in my grandpa's handwriting, in our grandpa's handwriting. Sorry, I keep saying my. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're brothers. And I've, yeah, I thought that was pretty damn cool. It's just a... It's uh, just so funny, because little... you always hear stories about people's parents... Um, I think that I like, I think this is kind of a, a thing that expands past our family, but just people's parents, like if they oh, don't, yeah, eat, if they don't eat their dinner, then they just like sit at the table and like, you got to finish. And then if they don't finish that night, it goes in the fridge 
for breakfast, you're eating what you or on your did pillow, not, or on your or pillow. on your pillow. Yeah, <laughs> yep. It's you're eating what uh, what you didn't have, and that's like the ultimate of it. And that beer, that was a kind of beer that I'd never even heard of before. Well, it, well do you remember what it was called? I don't it was even like a Utica, a Utica. Oh, Utica. Something. Yeah. Which is probably not even in business anymore, but I would no. like to try one. A they Utica, said it tasted it like shit cream, then, but I'd like to try it. No, it wasn't that, but it looked like you can see the picture on our Instagram at two in the cooler and at our on our Twitter at two in the cooler, uh, posting all kinds of great stuff on there all the time, so you can follow us on there. And quick you can plug, see this plug, photo. Um, but it looks like yeah, I was like I thought it was like an old Coors banquet because that's the type that is of like, glass bottle like that it looks yeah, like. Yeah, it's a glass bottle, but I feel like that was just. That's, that was beers. I feel like beers came like that back in the day more often than, like, we think. You know, now we only ever see that in, if you were drinking a Coors Banquet or, like, a Red Stripe, I guess. Um, But back in 1985, who knows? I wasn't alive. You weren't alive. No, I was not. Contrary to popular belief, I'm not an immortal being, and I was not alive in 1985. Um, Far from immortal, I would say. I don't know. I have not died yet, so I'm pretty sure that I'm going to live Confirmed. forever. Confirmed. Andrew has not died yet. I will lock that in. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I, yeah, there was just a lot going on. Another yeah. thing that just came to my brain has nothing to do with anything. I'm kind of all – I'm kind of scared. I know I can I see you. you you're a little, you're a little, um, uh, you're a little out there but today. I haven't done anything. I've, been, I've kind of been on vacation and then long day yesterday – and then just between, like, wanting to clean and organize finally, and then I have the test, and I have been on the podcast, of course, and then I have hockey afterwards. So I'm just trying to, you know, find my uh, find my rhythm again now that I'm home. But I've watched a lot of, like, HGTV, mm. um, like, Lakefront, Bargain. Oh, like, those You know ones? what I mean? Like, shows yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. But here's the thing is my new passion has nothing to do with, Looking at the houses or trying to figure out which of the three houses they'll pick or however many they show them. It's strictly to sit there and just make fun of, like, just how stupid the people on some of these shows are. Like, mm-hmm. the contestants or whatever you want to call them. Like, the people that are going to pick out the houses. Like, there's no yeah. better spot to generate comedy than to sit down, watch one of those shows, and just be able to make fun of the people that are participating in them. Because there's never once been a candidate that like or there's never once been a couple or whatever that comes on that that screen and you're like wow i really wish that like i, <laughs> I like, really hope I these people are happy i really hope that these like, people even if have you like even if you like like one of the spouses like there's no way you're gonna like both of them and the chances yeah. of you even liking one is so rare that i just it, it the pro- but that's the entertainment value, sure. I yeah. guess. Well, you're right? finally on it. I think that is the only reason that – I think that's – yeah, they've, they've kind of grabbed grabbed onto the fact that that's, like, what people do when they watch it. It's the same thing sometimes it, – well, it's different, I guess, with Chopped because Chopped is a competition. And Chopped is an incredible show uh, for people of all ages. But, the, but the, you, you can't watch the – even the good HGTV shows like Love It or List It or – property brothers um they're still gonna have people on them that suck i don't know why yeah that is i look i don't mind the the property brothers it's edited all over the place but 
I think you're just I think you're just dumb people. Like if you if you are the type of person that walks into a room and you're like, "Oh, I hate this room. We can't buy this house because the color of the walls is magenta and I want it to be periwinkle." You should be uh, locked up and forced to live in one of those motels on the boulevard because you're a crazy person. My thing is, like, see, the Property Brothers, like, I'm very specific. Like, I could actually watch the Property Brothers and have my main, have my, not, my main purpose would still be to make fun of people. But it wouldn't be my only goal because they at least, like, are doing cool stuff. And this isn't, yeah, like, yeah. so this, what I'm about to say isn't supposed to be, like, a shot at people, right? Because when you watch, like, the one I was watching the other day, the, the lakefront one. It was a lot of like, you know, like hundred to two hundred thousand dollar like lake properties, which is a shit ton of money that I could not afford, and I would love a lake house of any type. <laughs> but when I'm sitting down to watch TV, like I want to see these people that are like trying to buy like million dollar houses. You know what I mean? I want to see cool shit and like gotcha. shit that makes you think like wow i want that house one day i don't want to see you want to watch mtv like Crib. a double i don't want to see like a double wide that's got like bunk beds in and a bathroom in the same room for your kids and that's your exciting point like not that that's something that i don't personally want but it's not what i want to watch right like you know what i mean yeah. like there's nothing wrong with wanting that because i agree like i would love like a cabin like that you don't need all this extra shit but when I watch shows like that, I want to see this extra shit. I want to see them turn these houses into, like, luxury homes. Whereas this lakefront show is, like, as long as it's not a tent, it's good to go pretty much. <laughs> yeah. I think that they just – I think that they probably feel they are – Including, like, all different aspects. Viewers or whatever, and they want to – like expand they i maybe they want to see more like approachable and obtainable as a network but they don't yeah. realize that that's obviously not why you're tuning in people, it is like yeah, i was that's... saying you want the mtv cribs effect like that's why you're watching because yeah you know in america there's an obsession with uh things because you know that's proof that you are a good and successful person and so you want to strive yeah. To get those, to have those nice things. shit. Yeah, exactly. So that's, I mean, that's what we want to see. That's the, you know, although because that's, I wonder though, because you have on one spectrum you have Kardashians and on the other spectrum you have Honey Boo Boo. However, let's make a note of this: <laughs> Honey Boo Boo, that show long forgotten, canceled. Who knows how long that went down? Kardashians, they cut it off themselves. That show was on for like thirty fucking years or whatever. Those, I thought it was still know. on. I know, but they're they're stopping it. It's like they got like one season Why? left now or something Kim like and Kanye, that. Why now that Kim and Kanye got divorced and they finally they they found out Kanye was fucking Jeffrey Star and they no, decided they to call quits. Which, that. by the way, there's no way that I just can't believe that that's true. I don't know. I don't know. All kinds of stuff is. I guess I don't know. Going on. Yeah. Look, both of them are great friends of the podcast. We shouldn't say anything. Yeah. No. Like I, I the, got no the clue. divorce. The divorce does not shock me whatsoever. But I yeah. think people are just jumping through hoops to try to drum up more which obviously again it, it comes back even to like you're trying to create entertainment right mm -hmm. so you have to you know make these hot takes i guess it's just like us 
I guess it, for people who are fans of like the entertainment industry, it's just like us at the beginning of every season saying that the Bills are going to win the Super Bowl, even though <laughs> that's true this year, right? Like you're, we're yeah. just making just these humongous claims that have no right. factual like basis, right? Like we, it, it doesn't. Like, it, it's just what we say. So well, I guess you like you might um, give it to him, but yeah, we'll see. I don't know. That yeah, that's a weird one. I don't really care if that one's true. You got it, whatever, you know. Um But like there was uh, Army Hammer what is supposedly a cannibal now. Did you see that? I didn't even know, you know who Army that is. Army Hammer from the social network. He was you know what he was? He was the Lone Ranger, which I think that movie made eleven dollars in theaters. Wait, what wait, the social network? Who was he in the social network? He's the Winklevoss plays? twins. He's the Winklevoss twins. Oh, fuck those guys. Well, he's there's just one guy who played both twins. I know, but like guy. in, I'm just saying in the movie, the in, social just network, in real like, life, fuck them. Well, they're very handsome, you know. Supposedly, well, no, in rowers. the movie, they just are so like preppy and yeah. on the row team and like yeah, fuck them. Um, you didn't see that supposedly, his like kink is that he would like tell it's girls like the- he wants to eat like pieces of their skin and stuff. He's like, I want to like cut part of your cheek off and i want to eat it and is he just like jerking okay, off he's like, here's, the, here's the difference so okay <laughs> is he doing it though has he ever eaten somebody's skin because i still i would say who that's knows? a kink not who a true knows? cannibalism i think that that but it's still a weird ass kink i'm not saying weird. that it's that's an okay but i do think that like but that's there is some stuff where yeah people do like people are just into like really weird like kind of violent stuff like that because violence and sex are very close to each other in american society i've been reading a new book that's why i got all these insights okay. into that um but uh he yeah they supposedly is a cannibal i don't know but that's the thing but army hammer i don't think is at the level of celebrity where you could do that and like not get caught you know what i mean yeah I don't really want to get into cannibalism. That's all my brain can think about right now. Okay, we don't have but to I think get that into just cannibalism. Is, yeah. But celebrities no, are obviously yeah. doing weird things. Uh, the weekend no, has a they new can do whatever face, they want. O- which o- I did not o- think o- was Beckham. real. Odell Beckham Jr. has people taking chits on his chest. Remember when that was a thing? Like, yeah, they can do whatever oh, they want. Nobody yeah, cares. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever. Every like, people care, but people like do that. It's not a big yeah. deal. I, th- I don't know. It's like it's like just somebody like running you, out are, into the street and are being you like confessing. Are you confessing to enjoying people taking? Oh, shit absolutely on your chest? not. Absolutely not. It's disgusting. Seems like you were a little but too think, on board with that, my friend. Well, I just think. Oh that yeah, that's, that's like, no big deal. People just take shits on each other's chests all the time. I think Let's that go they do. do. I think that that's probably one of like the most popular, like disgusting things that people do. People you know, do sort of disgusting. Whatever. If you like it, it's that's your own. No, deal, it's but. disgusting. It's poop. It's disgusting. It's it's- <laughs> Yeah, what? Like, but I, think I don't that, feel bad but for I saying that. But I think that, that like, probably gross. a lot more people do that than, like, any of us would guess. One in five people take shits on each other's chest. You know what? I, that I might be like close that. to the statistic. Oh, yeah. I, I sure hope not. Do some kind of, like, yeah, <laughs> shitting. So you're saying that it's... <laughs> yeah. Like, one so you're fifth, saying that for, for everybody, for every guy, for every, like, person who's ever had more than five 
sexual partners. One of them was hoping that they just randomly shit yes, at some point. One of them, they and they probably didn't bring it up. Maybe that's not something that they've even admitted to themselves. <laughs> but I do think that yes, in the one in five on in the back bit. of their mind and mind is like you know, take off the depends and just let it fly right onto my chest. Maybe that's why certain people are into like older people because. That's like people think they're gold diggers. No, they just oh, want them to uncontrollably not be able to control their bowels. Ooh. <laughs> that almost makes sense, but that's so gross that I don't want to think about it anymore. All right, so we're off of shit and we're off of cannibalism. How about a little who would win of the week? Yeah, let's do that. Let's do a nice safe yeah. segment, a family-friendly <laughs> segment. Oh, I was going to say um, we could switch the one guy for Gordon Ramsay if you wanted to. A little bit more violence. A little bit more violence, yeah. Like a little bit more pep in the step. I actually like it better the original way because I think that it plays more of just like... Ooh, curious. Like, uh... Okay, let's do it. Yeah, we'll saying, have to have Gordon Ramsay fight somebody at some point, but... Wait, just to clarify, who... I'm saying the little guy... His counterpart versus Gordon Ramsay. Yeah. No, see, I would rather... Okay. I would like to do, so Wait. should we just tee it up now? Go ahead. Okay, yeah, we'll just do the original because I know what you're talking about. So, Are you talking about replacing? I'm replacing the guy with him, with Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, that's what I That's what I thought. I would rather do it the other way around. Okay, interesting. I like it. Let's see what the people think because this Who Would Win of the Week is going to be uh, a world, world-renowned chef, chef, <laughs> world, world-renowned chef with a T, they, if you study, if you study for like a very long time, the yeah, secret you, sixth Michelin star, you get a T. You get a chef at, yeah. after six. Is uh, world-renowned chef t- Remy the Rat from Pixar's Ratatouille, Ratatouille versus <laughs> the you know the king of of the Food Network, Bobby Flay. It's a it's Ratatouille. A, Ratatouille. Ratatouille. <laughs> So right away, I have a bunch of questions. And I said this again before the show. I said, I don't want to discuss it. I want to talk about it on the air. Okay. Is is Remy on a human or is he solo? They're fighting, right? It's a physical fight. Well, uh, that's a ne- that, that's also part. That's in my that's Because in I, think it's a, I think that. Is this a cook-off or is this a true fight? Maybe it could be – is there a way it could be both? I think it could be both. A way. cook-off, but whoever loses the cook-off has to die? Sure. It's like a cook-off to the death. Okay, so then I don't think it – Those stakes are high. I don't think it necessarily – well, still, Here's, is it human or no human? That. I'm going to go no human because okay. we do see Remy – you know, use Linguini the human in Ratatouille for the whole movie. But at the very end, when he makes the dish Ratatouille, uh, Remy fi- does find a way to, like, just move do things around the kitchen and do it himself. Yeah, yeah so, so we have faith that he can handle even his, own. his own. Yeah. So this is a this is a cook-off, and the loser dies by being stoned. <laughs> Okay, that's a that's a shitty way to die. I'm just that is a shitty way to die. Here. That's one it's of my. Like we'll have, to, we'll have to do that sometime. Like top 
worst ways to die because everybody yeah. always talks about drowning like, is burned alive. One. That's the thing, burned alive versus drowning. I'm tired of that. That does. That's not a very exciting conversation to be in. So before we even continue to the who, now I'm on drowning. Yeah, I'm sorry, oh, but the who would really? I've almost drowned several so, times in my life, like legitimately drowned. Why? Uh, just none of it was when I was like actually you know swimming in competition and stuff or like in practice it was all in pools and um try, like both situations were basically i was underwater coming up and then there was somebody or something above me and i didn't realize and i couldn't get out from under them and then it was just kind of that classic thing of like thrashing around and that obviously only makes it worse so luckily So here's then my – have you ever heard our father describe in detail drowning to you? Because he does it to me like once every three months just for fun because he Those knows how much Those were the bedtime like, stories. He knows how much it gets under my skin. He like, just goes through the like, technical process of Not drowning. drowning. I should lie. Drowning I don't know is necessarily the worst. Drowning because you're trapped under ice is my fear. Yeah. Yes. One of mine too. That's scary. See, that's that's a whole thing in its own. We could talk about that all day because that's all right. terrifying. Well, if we're on the same page there, then we then won't we even get move into on. it. Yeah. Yeah. Continue so back to who would win. Remy versus Bobby Flay. Um, what? What are they cooking? Is it dealer's choice? I think it. Yeah. I guess so. Well, here's the thing. That makes it way here's more what I think gives choose, Bobby though. Bobby Flay the edge is that he literally has a show where people come on and, and cook him. their specialty. They challenge him to cook their specialty head to head, and he beats them basically all the time on that show. Like he's so, the, you know he only loses like, a couple times. It's hard to say that they could just cook whatever they wanted. I also think their styles because... are both super different. Yeah. Because Bobby Flay is very, you know, flowing in the kitchen. I guess Remy is too. But Remy also, I think. Remy flows. Remy's got some. Remy Remy definitely flows. I take that back. Remy Remy definitely flows. But I think that at the end of the day, his mind is on the structure, whereas Bobby Flay's is on each aspect of what he's making individually. Um, I still think it it matters what they're cooking. Okay. Because how are you going to judge two completely different meals? I mean, right. I guess. Okay. I mean, I guess. But but that's the thing is. Well, let's just say I don't know. Let's just say they're cooking either something. Remy. Yeah, but you can't go like a tail. You can't get into pasta because that's Remy's thing. But it's not sure. like you can go on the grill because Bobby Flay's never lost on the grill. What about what? like? What about they each just have, like, a big fish? They each just have a salmon, like a raw fish? salmon, and they get to choose however they prepare it. How they make it? They yeah. have ingredients. Okay, okay. Sure. I, it's like I'll a chopped this. basket. I don't like the fish call, though, but they get a chopped basket. Yeah. Who? Which one of them would, would win chopped? For the who would win? And I think there's a lot of things you got to consider. Yeah. Can I start? Can yeah, I get please. into it? It doesn't matter what you throw in that basket. It's not going to phase Bobby Flay. He's there's going to be no no nerves. Remy, on the other hand, 
He's so creative, but does he lack experience to where he might get a little, it might rattle his cage a little bit, standing there cooking off against Bobby Flay and not knowing what he's going to make going into it? Bobby Flay. Huh. Because I like Remy because I think that mm-hmm. I think that Remy is coming in as an underdog and he's going to be able to step out of his comfort zone and say like, you know, I'm not going to win this by staying safe. I have to make something extravagant in order to win and hope that it comes out well. And I think in his case, it will come out well. Whereas Bobby Flay is going to look at those ingredients and he's going to say, I've made this a thousand times. I'm going to make it a thousand and one. But that where's, you know, I'm not saying that 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 dish might not be creative, but it's not new. It's not, it's not jumping off the, the pages towards the chop judges. You know how much they reward creativity. It's almost to the point where if something's good, and create and extremely creative versus something that is an unbelievable meal but falls in the parameters of a normal everyday dinner they're they they side with the creative one so i think that gives remy a huge advantage yeah i think that's the thing i think the reason that i'm going to pick remy here is because while he is more of a novice and I think that he might not – he – when he opens up that basket, there may be some things in there that he is not familiar with in the slightest. Bobby Flay's going to know. I mean, the craziest thing, he's going to he's gonna know what it is. Remy, just because of his you know lack of experience, frankly, is not going to recognize some of these ingredients. However, he is a very, very quick learner on those things. And his instincts – And he's a animal smart instincts, bastard. He's a smart, he's a smart son of a bitch, and his instincts – are usually right, and we know that he performs well under pressure. And going into this matchup, Bobby Flay has nothing to lose. He's See, that guy is on that guy. I mean, he's on the mountain, man. He, he's he's king of kings in the Food Network world. But See, Remy but- has basically every his his as a rat in the cooking world. No matter what, even with like yeah, the glowing you have to reviews, prove yourself. his reputation is on the line every time he steps into the kitchen. People are just looking but, to take him down. But I think that my mind is kind of shifting that almost using that but flipping the script is because Remy's all always has to prove himself. There's always somebody out to get Remy. But he I feel like he he's just is comfortable with that position comfortable with that underdog position that I'm saying. So he almost embraces it as I'm here. I have nothing to lose. Like, mm. see, I feel, I get the sense from Remy that he's just more neurotic he's more than up, that. Yeah. He's more uptight, strung, like wants to, yeah, yeah no, I yeah. could see that too. Okay. But you're saying that he performs well under pressure. Another point about Bobby Flay that I thought of while you're talking about Bobby Flay's like Bobby Flay's been on that panel of judges. He knows. I don't know if he's ever what Craig's at. We'll just maybe not on maybe not on chopped, but but he's judged stuff before, and he's he. Not to mention he's an Iron Chef, like a top tier Iron Chef, which he is. You know, the, he, that's yeah. a TV show, whatever. But that is not like you don't just become an Iron Chef, frankly. Like it's literally like the American Ninja Warrior of cooking. So. 
Okay, so I would love nothing more than to take Remy here because I love the underdog story. I think that Remy just has he has all the factors like that don't involve cooking going for him, right? Like he's just a little cute little Disney character running around. But I don't know if he beats Bobby Flay. I th- I think that because you also have to consider this. These are timed competitions. So Remy's going to have to figure out not only, you know, okay, he's figured out how to do this shit on his own, but now he's got to right. do it fast. He's got to manage the clock. And clock management is not a skill that's easily obtained, and it's a skill that Bobby Flay has more than likely mastered. Yeah, without a doubt. So I think for the purpose of this fight, as much as it pains me, but I'm thinking if I if you said this and I say gun to your head, if you said gun to my head, I have to go Bobby Flay. I, I have to assume that Bobby Flay is going to throw on his, you know, little apron and he's going to whip up just a, a top-notch, out-of-the-park meal. And it's going to blow him away. And Remy, Remy's meal is going to be really good if he gets it done in time. It's going to be great if he gets it done in time. But I just worry that if, if if he does get it done in time, it's because he rushed his process. And right. that might that might take away from his food. So I'm going to lock in my answer at Bobby Flay. I know that you were leaning heavy, Remy, and I, I would have to assume you still are. Remy. But you're definitely looking like there's there's, you know – an ounce of doubt and it's hard because if there's an ounce of doubt you have to work that through your brain yourself until you can truly decide but i've determined that my ounce of doubt doesn't come from a cooking perspective it comes from you know it's like a fanboy thing i like remy sure yeah well i think the time management thing is a huge deal i mean that's i think where remy's lack of experience would really deter him but i don't think it's even that because like you said he can perform under pressure so that yeah. pressure is gonna help him i don't like, I'm, I'm not selling remy short remy but is while he may not i mean he, we don't even know if he can tell time as a rat but he is a speedy guy and while maybe he's going to you know maybe having to rush would cause him to make a mistake but i don't think so because he's so he's very meticulous he's very yeah. very meticulous but but the thing is how is he like he has no prior planning he's opening a basket and now he has to deal with these ingredients like like you were going like i believe that he will be able to do it by himself but he won't be able to do it at the speed that bobby flay is with opposable thumbs and a body that's <laughs> 16 times the size Fair enough. 16 times? It's more than 16 times, Matthew. I don't know. But that's, I think the I mean, let's body say, is more than 16 I, Okay, plants. let's say – yeah, probably. Let's say – but let's say he's five inches long. What's five times 16? 50, 30. That's 90 inches. No, that's right. 90 inches is, eight, is almost eight feet. Fair enough. Um, I mean, I guess that's just height. We're not talking about, yeah. you know, the whole – all but, whatever. Everything. This isn't a math podcast. Body mass it's index. Not a math podcast. Yeah. This if there's one thing this podcast is not, it's a math podcast. And I have I hope, so I lock in your answer and then I have something I have something off after we get done with okay. the cooler, I have something to say that involves math. 
<laughs> oh no. Okay. I I think that the I think that Remy is going to win for many of the reasons that I've already stated as well as the a little bit of element of surprise I think is going to um work for him. I do think that even with his reputation, the judges are going to underestimate him, especially against a guy like Bobby Flay, and that does become a factor, I think, in their decisions. Now, I don't think that's the only reason he would win. I just think that maybe that undercuts a few things that Bobby Flay does have going for him. So I think at the end of the day, it would not surprise me one bit if Remy the more, Rat you're took, saying that took Remy this has. Away. So you're saying that Remy has more room for air in the eye of the judges? Yes, virtually. that's for sure. Okay. Yes, without I can a doubt. get behind that. I, yeah. I, you know, like I said, I was pulling for Remy, but I just I can't talk myself out of. I mean, that just Bobby about Flay anybody else anyway. except Bobby Flay would be easy. But I, yeah, so, I agree. But if we're talking one. about Bobby Flay. Maybe Bobby vote, Flay, maybe vote, throw uh, Emerald in the mix. He bams. He bams a little too much for Remy. So that would probably start off. Yeah. But other than that, is yeah, those two case. guys. So Remy versus so, Bobby Flay. Physically, it's anyone's game between the two of them. Yeah, but if we're talking about a true chop style, yeah. timed, surprise basket, I, I, I can't even argue with your with your pick. Yeah. But I just I have to side against it. That's way so, goes. We'll out of curiosity, as always, yeah, Make see sure what Twitter vote. has to say. See what Instagram has to say. Go vote. Don't be an asshole. Go vote. Let the people know what you think. You're, people argue about everything else on, on on social media. They'll argue about anything. Like, but what? You, you're afraid to argue about who would win in a cook-off, Remy the Rat versus Bobby Flay? That's where you draw <laughs> the line. Okay, back to the math thing. Now that we're out of who would win of the week. And then... It'll be about that time because I might pass out due to starvation fairly soon. But I'm building a bar starting tomorrow, and it's really fucking cool. It's all planned out. Everything that needs to be done is is ready to be done. It's really cool. But holy shit, did I do I hate doing math. Like, I hate doing math. I was doing this math yesterday, like getting all the dimensions and everything for building the bar. And, you know, when you're building something, it's like I'm good. Like I can fairly quickly figure out like what the dimensions of something need to be because you remember you have to factor in like the size of other board. You know what I mean? Like if you're drilling two boards together somewhere, there's a there's you know, you know what I mean? Like if, like if sure. you want a 16 inch bar top. Just whatever. It's just math. Like, that shit I can do. I understand, okay, a two-by-four is really like a a, a one-and-three-quarters by three-and-a-half, right? It's not a true two-by-four. So you have to account for that. You you know, it's not. And, like, I was sitting there last night, and I just got a headache thinking about the headache that I had last night when I was trying to make sure that, like, I wasn't going to fuck this up. Because there's nothing worse than, like, starting something and then realizing, like, an entire part of your, like, plan was just, like, mismeasured. Like, that's miserable. So you have to do it. But holy shit, does it suck. But the bar is going to be so cool. I'm hoping to, to honestly work on it for the majority of the day tomorrow and have it functional, but maybe not 
pile like you know what i mean like sure. finished yeah look um and it's gonna be really cool i'm really excited about it um just Where in time for it? me to be able to okay so you know my apartment so you know my dining room table wasn't my apartment you and zoe ate uh ate at it he ate jim's at it i mean and obviously that day we were playing video games and stuff so the couches were all moved around but regardless in that room, so you know how the fridge is there. We have the mm-hmm. beverage fridge there. So it's it's gonna be in, it's gonna be an at well it's not an L. It's gonna be a corner bar, but it's a it's perfect. It's the same dimensions on both sides. But it's gonna be like it's not it's gonna be like you know whatever like a little bit off the wall, like not quite two feet. Just a, uh, maybe I don't know. I don't remember. It's all written down. It's all worked out. But um, so gonna behind the bar, it's gonna be an L. And I'm really excited because I want to use it on Saturday from the time that I wake up until the time that the Bills play in the AFC Championship game after they beat the Ravens. All right. I feel like that seems fair. Yeah, without a doubt. I don't doubt. know. Maybe I'm crazy. No, that's cool. That's a, that's the one of the biggest reasons that I want to own a house is because you, yeah, I, I know you're a big it. bar guy. Yeah, I've said it on the podcast a million times yeah. and not in the basement because that's the stupidest thing ever. You hate the basement bar. I, I don't mind the basement so bar. It's so dumb. It's so well, you, dumb. That's because you have like a, you have an issue with like the idea that supports like a man cave. Like, but why? Why? Because I think a. Having a bar in your house, to me, means you want it to be at least Seen? part of the central activity. You know, that's what it's yeah, there but, for. A bar is there but, to serve. You know, but what if people. like your what if the like your central activity when you have people over is like it's all your buddies and you're sitting around watching football or something and you do that in your basement because you have a full everything else upstairs in the basement is your space and you've got TVs and. Mm-hmm posters and jersey whatever you know what i mean just i just thought. think if well like look like there are folks that have man caves that aren't in basements and i can yeah. see i mean that's that's not bad it's the basement part that i really don't like because who wants what's to, your like, bone to pick with to basements basement. i love it's just basements. having it's just doing stuff i'm a huge I don't know. You fan don't, of just, basements you know that yeah i know that all too well but that i just don't feel like the basement should be like the central area location for your yeah for yeah. for entertainment well, how about this what if you had what well, if you had do double that. what if you had double what if you had a a bar in your up like in your main floor that you could use for things and a bar in your basement for your man cave i guess that's fine i guess that's fine i mean if you're gonna do it one way you know i guess do it like that but I've just seen so many bars in basements go unused, unused. and dusty. Yeah, and it's like, then why even? No, I, I I get that, but yeah, yeah, I no, I agree. If if you're not gonna use it, then there's no point. But if if you're gonna use it, then I think it should be there. I don't know. All right, Andy, what do you what it's are you thinking? Time. What do you got? What it's that time? Well, I think well, so you too. I just didn't here, know if you so. had anything off yeah. of the rip. Well, I mean, yeah, but I'll be I mean, I'll live if you have if you had one more thing that was worth me getting fired up about, but if you got nothing left in the <laughs> tank either, then I'm out of here every day, all the time. Well, I always got something going in the tank, but we'll save it all for right, another well, time. I got one yeah, story I thought of I could tell you and we'll save it cuz it's a good one. So, we'll see. Okay, we on. won't get into it then, but we will say one, go Bills, two, go Sabers. 
three, I don't know, I guess Nats for you, but are we sure about James <laughs> Harden yet? I'm not sure, so I can't say go Nats. So three, we'll just say that the NBA sucks. And then four, go Bills again. Five, Andy, I love you. Everybody, thanks for listening. Go vote. Who would win of the week? Instagram, Twitter, all that jazz. Andy. Andy. <laughs> Couldn't have said it better myself. Let's get out of here. Thank <laughs> you.